welcome to episode 11 of Retrieving Reason podcast. I'm Kelly Fitzsimmons Burton. For the past few episodes, I've been discussing reason in its use, or reasoning, which we contrasted with reason in itself, the laws of thought. We're examining what we do with those laws now. How do we apply those laws? So far, we have looked at the formative, critical, and interpretive uses of reason. Remember also that I have been making a distinction between a descriptive use of reason, describing what we as human beings do, and the normative use of reason. And that's what we ought to do. It's got an ethical component to it, the normative use of reason. We as human beings are responsible for using reason well. This is where we need to be trained to think skillfully. That's what I'm hoping you'll take from this podcast. If we use reason well, we should arrive at meaning minimally. Today, we want to talk about truth. So remember, meaning is more basic than truth. Can we move on to talking about truth? Can we use reason to arrive at the truth? Specifically, can we use reason to know the truth about what is real and what is the good life? So metaphysics and ethics. Truth is what accords with reality. Can we know which worldview accords most accurately with reality? And we would only know this through the use of reason. Last episode, we discussed the interpretive use of reason. We saw that we interpret all of our experiences in light of our basic beliefs. We also said that our basic beliefs are about ultimate reality. Does God exist or not? What is human nature like? What is good and evil for human nature? Our answers to those questions, including the more fundamental question, how do I know, or epistemology, form our world and life view or our system of belief. So we have to recognize the reality of systemic thinking. We think in terms of systems. We do this, but do we do it well? Reason is used to construct a coherent world and life view or a coherent system of belief. This is the constructive use of reason. Reason is the tool that exposes contradictions within our set of beliefs in our system. We often find conflicting and contradictory beliefs within our system. Reason is like that red flag in our mind that tells us that there's a problem. These views don't fit together. Something's wrong here. Then we have to use the critical use of reason to find out why. Remember the test for meaning. What are my assumptions? What does it mean? Where did that assumption come from? Is it native to the system that I hold to or is it imported from other systems? So we could say some things given our system of belief, uh, but we can't say other things given our system of belief. So for example, if I hold to the position that everything that exists is matter, I can't then say there are non-material things. So reason tells us that would be a contradiction. So when we hold to a system, we rule out some things and we rule in other things. And sometimes we have contradictions because we're playing with different systems, parts from different systems. We're inconsistent. 
Nobody is ever fully conscious of or consistent in their beliefs or set of beliefs, and we're not consistent in our applications and interpretations from those beliefs. We can grow, mature, and become more conscious and consistent. And we do so by becoming better at the use of reason, hence my doing the podcast. So far, we have been talking about an individual's belief system, your belief system, what I called your house in the last episode, uh, where we have that ground that is our epistemology, the foundation, that's our metaphysics, and we build the house, that's our... um, ethics and our values and our attitudes and we're speaking from within that house. We're interpreting our experiences from there. Reason is the tool that we use to form these set, this set of beliefs, the system. Um, Now we also have shared systems of belief. It's not just an individual preference. We live in a culture or a civilization. So, um, worldviews become shared and when they're shared they're uh, the basis of culture and over time these shared systems of belief are preserved and passed on from generation to generation through the institutions of culture and they form civilizations so these institutions include family church religion the state education the economy. So look at different civilizations that are past or present and see how they differ in terms of their institutions and their expression of those institutions and is it because of their assumptions about reality. Challenges come to civilizations. Many civilizations of the past have died. If a a civilization is challenged either externally from other systems of belief or internally through exposure of contradictory beliefs within the system, this is a challenge of reason. Reason exposes contradictions. If these contradictions are not rationally addressed, they they will not go away. They will become amplified over time until the meaninglessness of the contradictory views is so intolerable that the system, culture, or civilization is abandoned and not passed on, or the opposite could happen. The contradictions are adequately addressed, and that system, culture, or civilization reaches a deeper level of understanding. I kind of think we're at one of those junctures right now in our civilization. The contradictions within the system, the Western system of belief are being exposed and either we address those contradictions or we face a collapse of some sort. The constructive use of reason builds upon assumptions the way we build a house on ground and a foundation. The constructive use of reason is not the critical use of reason, which backs up and critically analyzes the ground and foundation and tests them for meaning. So we have assumptions, we construct from those assumptions. The critical use of reason would have us go, wait, do we have proof for those assumptions? Do we have an argument for those assumptions? Systems of belief are often taken whole 
and are accepted as true by those who inhabit these beliefs. But just because a system of beliefs has been passed on to us, has been around for a long time, is promoted by really intelligent people, or is popular in the academy, does not make it true. We must apply the critical use of reason as a test for meaning first. Many belief systems begin with a contradiction at the, at the base. And uh, this is something you can discuss in metaphysics. Um, there are not many basic beliefs. There's two, all is eternal or only some is eternal. And of those options, one of them is going to be contradictory. Many philosophers in the past have built grand and often beautiful systems of belief that do not reflect reality because they do not build on assumptions that were meaningful. They had a contradiction. In the history of philosophy, the rationalists have, but have been most guilty of constructing systems that have faulty foundations. They made grand claims in the name of reason and they gave reason a bad name. Some philosophers that come to mind that were rationalists Descartes, uh, Berkeley, Plato, Hegel. Grand systems in the name of reason that don't match reality. So uh, please do not equate reason with rationalism. That's not the same thing. Rationalism is the mere constructive use of reason without the critical use of reason. And we must have both. And in the order of the critical use of reason first, then the constructive use of reason. We need not shy away from systems and system building. Some philosophers are anti-system. Contemporary philosophers, some of them are anti-system because of the past. But we ought to be equipped to think critically about all past, present, and possible world and life views. Not all systems of philosophy are equally coherent. There is a theory of truth called coherentism. I should touch upon this. This view holds that a set of beliefs or a web of beliefs is true if there are no contradictions in that web of beliefs. This is different than the correspondence theory of truth that says truth is what corresponds with reality, which is the, what, the version I'm going with. And if you want a defense of it, check out my book, Retrieving Knowledge. I had to put that plug in there. Coherentism is the mere constructive use of reason. There are many competing coherent systems. How do we know which one to go with? How do we know which one to build our life upon? Coherentism has a prior problem. It denies that we could know which system matches reality. We, we can't know because it's starting with skepticism. Why should we go that way? Why assume we cannot know if a belief system matches reality? The test is this. If our starting assumptions violate the laws of thought, it cannot be meaningful and it cannot be true and it doesn't match reality. Test the assumptions about what is eternal. Either all or only some is eternal. Whichever one contradicts can't match reality. Both statements cannot be true and both statements cannot be false because they are contradictions and we know by the laws of thought that contradictions cannot both be true. So here's another use of reason. Okay. There is good news and bad news 
about the constructive use of reason. I'm going to give you the good news first. The good news is that as we individually and corporately become more conscious and consistent in the use of reason on all levels, formative, critical, interpretive, and now we're talking about the constructive, we will become mature in our thinking and in our living. We'll be concerned with being conscious and consistent. And we can grow from reason to meaning, to truth, to knowledge, to understanding, and to wisdom, which is the pinnacle of human achievement, so says I. We want wisdom. Wisdom is knowing the good and how to live the good, how to apply it in every decision of life. So that's what we get when we use reason more and more consciously and consistently. Our lives and work will be fruitful. Corporately, we will find unity amongst ourselves. We can work together towards the good and fullness of life. And that's what we really want. Fullness is meaning. And we want meaning and more and more meaning. We can only get meaning through reason. So uh, maturity, uh, fruitfulness, unity, fullness, this should be our motivation for using reason well. This should prod you to go further in your use of reason. All right, now for the bad news. The bad news is that as we individually and corporately become less conscious, and less consistent in the use of reason, we will see lack of meaning, distortions of the truth, or skepticism and fideism, cultural decay, it starts to fall apart. Why? Because we're divided, we're not united, and we don't have a common goal. Everyone's doing their own thing. And we'll see cultural collapse, civilizational collapse, because the young people won't be motivated to pass it on to their children. So uh, distortion, decay, collapse, division, these should be our motivation for using reason well. So Western civilization's got its problems. I'll be the first to admit it. I love Western Civ, but I think it has its problems. And I think its problems start with epistemology. We're divided. Um, I would say we're divided over the question of epistemology in the area of uh, we started off in the West, in Western philosophy with empiricism. All our knowledge is through the senses. And then we went to rationalism. Uh, reason is uh, used to construct. And we are trying to correct that by saying uh, all of our knowledge isn't through the senses. It's through interpretation by means of reason in light of our basic belief. And... Reason is not first and foremost constructive. It's first and more foremost critical and then constructive. So we can repair the errors of the past in epistemology by going back and saying, you know what, we need to dig a deeper foundation and understand what we mean by reason when we use this word. Um, we've used it very loosely in the history of philosophy. So we're trying to become more conscious and more consistent in what reason is and what it isn't. That's what this podcast is about. Uh, in metaphysics, we have been divided primarily over material monism, that all that exists is matter and matter is eternal. 
and theism. God is eternal and God creates all that is not eternal. Um, and I'm not sure we've settled that discussion yet. We're still seeing that battle. And uh, I think we haven't settled the question about the good life. Is the good life pleasure? Is the good life knowledge? I don't know. I'm gonna let you guys work that out. Also, I'm doing a series on ethics. You can listen to that series to get uh, some information about the good or a discussion about the good. All right, so either we grow in meaning or we grow in meaninglessness. We don't have a choice. And uh, we grow in meaning by using reason more consciously and consistently. And we grow in meaninglessness by letting reason go, by going with our feelings, by uh, resorting to power rather than with reasoning with one another. All right, this is going to wrap up our series on reason in its use. So we've talked about reason is used to form concepts, judgments, and arguments, which are the forms of all thought. We talked about reason is used to critically analyze and test for meaning. Reason is used to interpret our experiences in light of our basic belief. And reason is used to construct a coherent world and life view. Specifically today, we talked about the constructive use of reason. And uh, next episode, we're going to begin to talk about reason in us. And there'll be four parts to that discussion. Uh, how is reason an aspect of human nature? Uh, Oftentimes when we talk about reason or when I read about others talking about reason, they're talking about reasoning, which is what we've covered now, or rationality or irrational. So we're going to talk about those things next time. What is rationality? And can humans ever be irrational? I don't think so. Okay, thank you for joining me. Uh, I hope you have a great day and don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Thank you.